Welcome back to another episode of The Film Flock. I am Mitch. And I'm Maddie. Today, we have a special episode for you. In one of our new series to The Film Flock, we sit down with Blackbird Film Festival intern alum and catch up with them. In this episode, we're chatting with festival alum Audra Hopkins, who has been with the festival since 2017. She is a social media manager and community manager at Desert Door, as well as a freelance photographer that specializes in portrait, concert, product, and lifestyle work down in Austin, Texas. You may not know this, but before Audra was an intern, she was actually snapping some amazing pictures of the festival for us. So please welcome Audra Hopkins. Hello. Hello, Audra. How the heck are you? It's great to be here. So what have you been up to since Blackbird? Oh my God, so much. Well, since Blackbird, um, I moved to Austin, Texas, which is really fun and the weather is super warm. Definitely not like New York. I've been shooting a ton of content out here, a ton of portrait work, a ton of concerts, things like that. And just kind of eating a lot of tacos and barbecue and all the good stuff. Tacos, you say? Yes, love tacos here. So Audra, you obviously just mentioned that you moved down to Texas. I would like to know outside of like tacos and all that other good delicious food that we're not going to mention because I'm going to get really um, uh, hungry. What are, what are kind of like the major differences between um, like shooting photos and uh, modeling in New York versus Texas? Yeah, well, I'm from upstate New York, so it's a little bit more slow paced there than New York City, but I also have done photography in New York City as well as modeling. Um, I would say the main difference uh, in Austin is it's an extremely creative and artistically driven city and while that's really great it also makes it really hard to kind of get your foot in the door and kind of like show people what your strengths are and show them how you can you know create something that's never been seen or they can't get with another photographer in Austin and so Building up that name for myself was definitely really hard, but on the flip side, I will say that the creative community here is so much bigger and it's very positive. And while there are definitely pockets of like, you know, like toxic groups of photography and art, like there are in any city, um, I've been able to kind of create an amazing network of people that I can go to and a client base too that kind of comes back to me for, you know, like different sessions and different photo packages. So it's been kind of a mixed bag. I'm curious, what is like your favorite thing to shoot? I've perused your Instagram and your uh, your website um, and it kind of runs the gamut. You, I see a lot of like models and things like that. So I'm, what is your favorite thing to do? Well, before COVID, uh, my favorite thing to shoot was obviously live sh- concerts. I used to be a volunteer um, press photographer for an online zine and I would get press passes through them to like a ton of really great artists. I've, I've been able to cover um, Dead and Company and you know Rex Orange County and, and, and uh, Young, the Giant, uh, Young the Giant, all these really all these great bands. bands. So that was my favorite before COVID just because I loved the energy but obviously since COVID happened we don't have like music and we haven't for a year which is even insane to think about, but I won't think about it. Um, So right now, because everything has shifted, my favorite thing to shoot currently is kind of more conceptualized shoots. So a little bit more artistic and I usually have a model that I'm working with um, and we decided on the shoot beforehand. And they usually have some sort of theme or some sort of item that we're like working with and it gives it a more artistic feel. So I think that's kind of where I'm at right now. Awesome. 
I know that I was once one of your models. I was waiting for you to say my favorite subject was you, Mitch. <laughs> you were. I think we've all been. <laughs> yeah, I have definitely used my friends to take photos of 100% when I was starting. And I still do that. Like every single week, I'll text one of my friends and be like, what are you doing? Like, can I, can I take photos? And they're like, fine. Um, but you were definitely one of the best, for sure. I appreciate that. And you can stay on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of subjects, do you have like, like, do you prefer working with a certain demographic? And by demographic, I mean like male versus female. Like I know a lot of your work because I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> I would say for me, my my most loved demographic or kind of like muse for photography has always been femininity and feminine energy, whether that's, you know, people presenting as women or people in kind of a non-binary space or kind of in a space where they're curious about gender and they want to play more with feminine sides. I kind of find like I, I love to highlight that because it's so beautiful and strong and there's so much within that space that I love photographing. Um, I also love taking, um, like I said, women or, you know, more feminine people and putting them in these spaces where they've never really seen themselves. So maybe they, I don't want to say they're necessarily struggling with self-esteem, but they've just never taken the time out of their day to appreciate themselves in a light that is so beautiful and strong. I love highlighting that for them and I love their reaction and I love seeing people appreciate that in another person is like my preferred muse. That's, I think that's why I like concert photography too, because you kind of get the still of whoever it is you're photographing and there's so much power and beauty and like they're doing the thing that they love and it's very like passionate. So I would say that's kind of my wheelhouse, but I, I like experimenting too. So I'm definitely not opposed to like other styles of art. What would you say is your favorite to be the photographer or the model? I would definitely say the photographer just because I love love I think it's more creative for me whereas I like I like modeling and I like helping people with their concepts and their art concepts but I kind of like to do the creating and so while modeling is fun for me and it's kind of more of just like a, a project to get me out of my comfort zone and to learn something new whereas photography is more to create and, and kind of give myself that creative license to put something together so I appreciate my models because I, I don't really love modeling for myself as much so well, I, I don't believe that, but <laughs> I love there's like a like I love taking photos of myself. It's very self gratuitous, but modeling, I'm like, oh, uh, like it's just very you have to be very in your head and, and thinking all the time about what your face looks like, what your body's doing, what the angles look like, you know, and, and for me, I just want to let all that go and just kind of like be present with my camera. Yeah, okay. I believe you now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can imagine because once I was, obviously I was once your model and I had the same, same yeah. issue, you know, where, what am I, what, are, what my, my fingers were doing, what my hands were doing, like it, it was just right. too much. It was too much. It is a lot to think about. Absolutely. So I'm kind of curious, what kind of a camera equipment do you use? And do you use like different things for different types of shoots? Yeah, sometimes I, I stick to a Canon 60 Mark II body unless I'm shooting film. And then I'm looking over at my film cameras now. I have um, a Nikon film camera. I also have kind of just like a point and shoot film camera. But with the Canon 60 Mark II, I typically stick to a 50 millimeter lens. Sometimes I'll pop on an 85 millimeter or 
I think I have like a weird 23 to 35 millimeter that I thrifted for like $10, but it gets the job done. But I would say I typically stick to a 50 millimeter unless it's concerts. And then depending on where I am, I do have a zoom lens. Do you have any like tips and tricks for any like photographers starting out when it comes to buying equipment? Cause I know a lot of that, I mean, even personally, like, I have a regular like the Canon like influencer vlogging camera and even like finding that was a pain and kind of confusing and overwhelming so I don't know if like you being someone more experienced in that had any advice. Yeah definitely um, I actually just had one of my friends little sister come to me because she was starting video and she wanted to know and, and I gave her some advice I would say definitely look for something that's within your budget if you're starting out because I mean if you're really starting it might take you a little bit to make money from your photography if that's what you want to do so you definitely don't want to over purchase equipment that you just don't really know about yet and you might want to once you learn a little bit down the line you might want something different and more expensive so I would say definitely stick to something that's in your budget um, the 50 millimeter lens is probably your go-to if you're going to do portrait for like anything so if you're looking for a lens I would always start with that one and they have different versions I know the one that I use isn't even like top of the line and I still love my photos I think it's anywhere between a hundred and two hundred dollars which is pretty affordable as far as camera gear goes I would also say research different brands because I know some people like Sony and some people like Canon it's definitely a preference and if you can if you have like any influences or people you follow on Instagram and you love their work while the, the equipment doesn't make the work it is nice to kind of know what they're using so you can kind of say well I like the colors in this or I like the way that this is so maybe I should try this brand or that brand um, I definitely think it's just a lot of experience and also like research but also if you look around on Instagram people are like more than willing to give advice on beginner gear. When it comes to editing because I know obviously you edit all your own work too do you mainly use Photoshop or do you prefer any other like alternative editing app? Yeah so I when I edit a photo um, I take it from my camera I, I import it to my computer and then I import it into Lightroom first and so Lightroom is where I kind of do all of the the, for lack of a better term, filtering. So all of the colors and the shadows and the contrast, um, everything that is, is visually in the camera or you're seeing on, on a photo I do in Lightroom. And then I take it over to Photoshop once it's color corrected. And that's where I do any of like the distorting or the cropping. Um, and then all of my skin retouching is also done in Photoshop. I, I don't use, I think it's called Affinity. I know it's kind of like the alternative Photoshop. I've never used it, but people really like it. But I tend to stick to Adobe just because I also use Premiere Pro and it's like a package and I'm very cheap, so I'm not gonna like switch over. <laughs> uh, so here's a tough question for you. Do you, Audra Hopkins, use presets for your photos? Yeah. I know this used to be a hot button issue with you. I, I think it did, yeah. So I, I would say yes and no, but right now, all of the editing I do is kind of like something that I've formulated into my own save. So it's my edit, but I have it in like the preset bar. And so it's kind of, I would say it's like stylized, but it's something that like I've created. I definitely don't think there's anything wrong with using presets. I used to, I definitely used to be very 
gatekeepy when it came to Instagram editing or, or Lightroom editing, excuse me. But now I think there are so many good editors out there and they've created so many amazing presets. And if it's something that, you know, you're going to get and you're going to use on your own personal photos, or you're going to learn like how to, you know, retouch and color correct your photos, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because that's why they exist. And you're giving that money to the creator when you purchase the preset. For me, I've just been photographing for four or five years. And I definitely remember trying some presets out when I started, but they just weren't what I wanted. And so I just kind of created my own. So speaking of like um, other editors and other photographers, like, would you say they have somebody, um, whether um, editor or photographer that kind of inspires you and your work? Oh my God, yes. So right now I get a lot of my editing inspo from, I think her name on Instagram is Marina W Photo. Her editing is very similar to mine. It's very like moody and muted and um, super beautiful. I love her photos so much. I also get a ton of inspiration from, I think her name is Allie Green and she does absolutely gorgeous kind of like editorial style photos. And then a lot of my inspiration just kind of comes from Pinterest and like creating mood boards of things that I like. They don't necessarily even have to be like portraits or photos, just like random one-off images. Like I'll create mood boards when I book with a model and send them that way. And then I just like create it from there. So here's another hard hitting question for you, Audra. What is your favorite guilty pleasure movie? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, all that's coming to my mind right now is The Room. <laughs> that is like, I know, I know. And that's like literally the worst movie alive. But my friends and I just always like think that movie's so funny. I would also say one of my absolutely favorite movies is Superbad. So like if I'm in a bad mood, like I can, I have a pretty horrible attention span just being like a 25 year old with seven screens in front of her at all times but I can put super bad on and be absolutely locked in the screen from start to finish like it doesn't matter how many times I've seen it it's so good I'm also curious what is your favorite movie snack movie snack um I mean a, a classic buttered movie popcorn is usually good but I'm someone that like I don't really like eating ice cream during a movie because I feel like I'm like too focused on sounds like so dumb but i feel like i'm too focused on the ice cream <laughs> yeah <laughs> i the movie because i'm like yeah this is good like i need to like look where i'm like you know well, you have to get the good bites you know right please <laughs> come more focused on that so i like yeah i would just say popcorn i'm pretty traditional funny movie ice cream story me and my good friend Scott Clifford, who is also a Blackbird alum. Yes, we love Scott. Um, we went to go see a movie. I forget which one, which is bad, but we actually got footies beforehand and we snuck it into the theater and we ate footies ice cream while that <laughs> we watched the movie. amazing. <laughs> I miss footies so much. I guess, and I have another question um, when it comes to photography. Do you kind of notice, I mean, obviously it's a different type of uh, medium, but maybe a close cousin. Um, like obviously photography and you have like cinematography do you kind of notice? Do you notice kind of like uh, people's kind of style mm -hmm. when you're watching a film, like cinematography style, yeah. like as like a photographer? Definitely, yeah. I can tell kind of how things are color graded. When I look at a film, I can tell like the angles and what they're going for. Um, you know, when they're filming, like what kind of angles do they want? Do they want to zoom in? Do they want to, you know, have it handheld or on um, a, a tripod? What are those tripods called for films where you like can move it in and out? Oh, um, uh, Ronin. Yeah, exactly. But for me, mostly it's a lot of the tones in, in filming. I can usually pick up on and notice um, one of the movies I'm thinking of actually just 
off the top of my mind. I think it's called Tangerine. It's an absolutely phenomenal film. It was filmed on an iPhone, um, just an iPhone, and it was like right in downtown LA. It's a beautiful movie, um, but the color grading on it, even just for like an iPhone film, is, is so beautiful. I That movie is so good. I'm not even gonna lie, like I have the newer iPhone and the camera on there. Sometimes I'm like, wait, this is better than like the camera I spent $800 on. Like, it's kind of annoying. I know. It does make me a little nervous because I'm like, oh my God, am I going to like not get clients anymore? But then I'm like, nah, like I got this. Some people don't know how to edit. Like, right. like just don't know. I mean, I struggle with it. Like I'm very basic when it comes to that. And the angles too, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. Like you do need to have an eye for it and a talent. You need, your, you know, photography is an art. Oh yeah. Just like anything else, you need that talent. Definitely. I'm a firm believer that it's not how much you spend on the equipment is how you use it right i completely agree you can speak you can, you can uh, like you just mentioned you could uh use an iphone make a beautiful film and or you can spend three thousand dollars on a camera and it looks like garbage because you think you're in your mind you're, you're, you're in your mindset where you think that what since you have that camera it's going to look good automatically it's going to automatically yeah definitely and that's kind of why i like bringing my cheap point and shoot film camera because it's kind of like a challenge because I can't even like see the photo afterwards to know if it's even good um and it makes me think more creatively about what I'm shooting and I, I take you know more time to set the shot up so I like it from like a creative challenge perspective that's pretty cool yeah that's a good way to like train yourself to you know mm-hmm. that's pretty cool um I, I think i only have one other question for you and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to because i'm wondering if like you have any like horror stories um or like words of caution for like future photographers or models oh my god yes yeah i definitely do want to answer just because i think it's so important but i mean for phot- photography wise i would just say like if you're looking to get into paid photography definitely get a contract and and have people sign it if they're paying you large sums of money just to save yourself from losing out on money or having a client be really horrible to you and then from a modeling perspective to any um young people trying to get into modeling i would say definitely know who you work who you're working with um and get references from people that have also worked for them just because it can be a really shady world out there for for newcoming models and for very like established models um i've i've had my own personal horror stories where i've i've been to a shoot and it just wasn't what i was expecting um and i was treated poorly by the photographer and you know it sucks and sometimes it is unavoidable but there are steps that you can take to make sure that you're doing everything that you can so definitely ask for references from a photographer if they're looking to work with you ask look around at their instagram um, see who they're shooting message them and, and see if you can ask how their experience was bring a friend if a photographer doesn't let you bring a friend that's immediately a red flag to me personally because a friend is not going to get in the way for the most part and you can kind of work around that and and it just makes your model feel more comfortable so the shots are going to automatically be better yeah i would just say do whatever you can to make sure that the shoe is safe and your boundaries are in place and you feel comfortable with what you're doing that's actually some great advice i remember you um you would uh, mention to me every once in a while about like these horror stories you had and that, that definitely sounds like great advice for anybody starting out for sure 
I, I wish that like I had had that advice, of course, but like I'm glad now that I've had those experiences just because I know what to tell people when they come to me and they're like, oh, I'm looking to model. I'm like, okay, this is what we look for. This is what we don't accept, like things like that. If you know anybody who uh, wants to be a model, just have them listen to our podcast and they'll know all the tips and tricks. I know. <laughs> <laughs> It'll save me some time. I was actually going to ask too, if you had any like lighthearted advice maybe not so much horror stories but just like what it takes to kind of get into the photography field in the first place yeah definitely um so i started photography after i graduated college which i kind of regret i wish i had started earlier but all it really takes is just you know having a camera making an instagram and reaching out it doesn't even have to be like if you don't have a lot of people in your life that are willing to get in front of your camera like start shooting dogs start shooting flowers start shooting anything really and, and create an instagram and post your photos there maybe you know google some good hashtags that might get you more views and put them on your photos and then once you kind of build a base maybe see if there's other people in your area that like shooting photos and follow them on instagram and try to make friends and contacts that way um, I would say for the most part, I've had really no problem finding other photographers no matter where I've lived and they've all been extremely nice. I've had some of the best community experiences through photography. So once you kind of know what you're doing, it's really fun and easy. Great advice. But I think that's a great note to end off on. Um, feel free to give yourself a shout out. Um, yeah, if you want to check out my work, my Instagram is instagram.com slash a h dot photo work a and h are both letters um and there you can find my work and you can also find my portfolio if you're curious and i have both portraits um i should i shouldn't say both i have portraits concerts um weddings couples all of that fun stuff on my um portfolio so if you're looking for inspiration or kind of looking to start photography um check out my work i honestly look at it almost every day every time you post something <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice. Thank you. Man. So I, I highly recommend for all our listeners to check her social medias out because you're you're going to be blown away by um, how fantastic of a photographer and editor she is. I've also recently purchased a succulent print that I'm searching for a frame for. So I don't know if you want to let everyone know that you do have prints and that you sell them. I do some prints and they're mostly nature. Um, I don't really put like my portrait prints out, but they're, yeah, I have sunflowers and succulents and all these gorgeous, gorgeous plants. Um, and I'm literally looking at the succulent print that I have in my apartment right now and I love it. It's so pretty. I was so happy that I saw that you picked the same one. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, her taste is so good. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I'm wondering, do you accept special requests? And before you say no, all I'm looking for is a really awesome photo of like either a burrito or a taco that I could put on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely accept print requests for sure. Um, I don't say that I accept or I approve all of them, but yeah, I've definitely done like one-off prints for friends and stuff. So if I'm ever in the area and I can find like a really sick taco truck to photograph, I will do it and I will send it to you. Awesome. <laughs> my gift to you. Alrighty then. So with that being said, that's all the time, unfortunately, we have for this episode of the Film Flock podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our feed on Spotify and Apple podcast. And also, if you'd like, follow us on Instagram at the Film Flock podcast. And you can also check out our favorite film festivals website at www.blackbirdfilmfestival.com. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next episode. See you later.